When Friday comes, do you feel like you've won your homeschool week and can celebrate? Or are you thinking about all the things you didn't do well? This is the Homeschool Sanity Show, the episode where I will share tips for winning your homeschool week through proper planning. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. And this is the podcast helping you wave goodbye to worry and say hello to a happy homeschool. Before we dive into the topic, I want to thank CTC Math for sponsoring this episode. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. CTC Math uses a multi-sensory approach of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And those who are doing just okay are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. Hey, homeschoolers. I recently finished reading Demir Bentley's book, Winning the Week. I feel newly inspired and also feel validated in the planning process I teach to homeschool moms. The key to winning your week is simple. It's planning it. Most homeschoolers know that they should plan their week for success, just as most of the staff and entrepreneurs Demir Bentley is addressing know they should plan. But only a small percentage of us do. Why is that? The number one reason is we think we don't have time. We're so busy just trying to keep up with the day-to-day and the never-ending <laughs> intrusions and interruptions that we just don't think we can afford to set aside the time to plan the next week. We're just going to have to take things as they come. But the fact is, it doesn't take as much time as we think to plan. In fact, I think the initial weekly plan that we would create will take more time, but after that, it will take less and less time. And the time that we get back in planning is well worth it. It is an incredible investment. So we feel we don't have time, but we should absolutely make the time and schedule the time to plan our upcoming week. The next reason that we don't plan is we are afraid of the past. So we know that when we actually sit down to look at our calendar and our task list and the plans that we have made and the curriculum and all of the 
homework that we need to review that we're going to realize that we missed something. We forgot to pay the bill. We forgot to RSVP. We forgot to check Junior's math. We forgot to edit the paper that is due. And we're going to feel bad about the things that we have missed in the past. And so we are left with this awful feeling and we don't want to go through that again. And so we'll just ignore what has happened in the past so that we don't have to feel bad and anxious about it. And then the next reason that we avoid planning is we are afraid of the future. When I sit down and look at everything that I somehow need to get done in this upcoming week, I can really feel overwhelmed. And it is such a feeling of anxiety and pressure that I just don't want to feel that way. And so this is why we avoid the planning process. However, the irony is that planning our week is the best way to remove the anxiety that we are feeling and to give us a feeling of purpose and a feeling of control that we really lack. So if that's you, if you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed and buried in to-dos, or even if you're feeling burnt out already in the homeschooling year, and you just feel like I am not even motivated to do what I know I need to do, then planning is the answer. Because planning has such negative feelings associated with it, we avoid creating a planning habit. We don't even get started and we certainly don't continue with the planning habit. So Demir advises us to make planning our most pleasant part of the week. We can make it so rewarding that we look forward to the planning process and eventually as we continue to make planning weekly planning a habit, we will experience the rewards of less anxiety, less overwhelm, and a smoother week with more successes. So how can we do that? Demir talks about how he and his wife went to this beautiful cafe to plan their week in Paris. They loved it. It was a fantastic experience, and they wanted to spend even more time than was needed to plan their week. I don't know about you, but I don't have the luxury of going to a cafe in Paris to plan my week. And Demir knows that we don't have that luxury. But what we can do is we can find some of the aspects of his Paris planning expedition and incorporate that into our own planning process. So first, we can go someplace that we really enjoy. I did my weekly planning outside on a very pleasant day, and I found that as often as I'm able to do that, weather permitting, I want to be outside to do my weekly planning. Another option would be to go to a cafe, and then you can incorporate having a favorite beverage, a favorite treat, a favorite snack that you would like to have. Another option would be to go to the library. I love being at the library. It's a quiet place to work and focus because I also just love the atmosphere of books. So that would be another option for you. 
another characteristic of how Demir was planning his week was that he was planning with his wife. He had someone with him that he loves and they could plan their week together. You might want to include your spouse in the planning process. Maybe your spouse isn't interested in the nitty gritty of what math lessons you're going to try to get done in the upcoming week, but he would absolutely be interested in talking with you about what your plans are uh, for the week in terms of family activities and other obligations and commitments that you have on the calendar. And you might use that as a date time, an opportunity to talk about struggles that you're having and to get advice and direction from your spouse. So that is one thing that we can do. But another is to consider how many homeschooling moms love to get together with homeschooling mom friends to plan their year. They make a whole kind of mini vacation out of it. I have never done this, but I love the idea of it, that you would go someplace special and plan out your year with other homeschooling moms and be able to talk and laugh and have fantastic food and beverages. And I don't see any reason that we couldn't incorporate that same process into a weekly planning event. Perhaps you could find one other homeschooling mom or a few homeschooling moms who would like to meet you for their weekly planning, and you could have a short devotional or prayer time as well. So just some ideas to help you make your weekly planning time one of the most rewarding times of your week. Well, once you have some strategies for turning weekly planning into a pleasant experience, I advise you to start the process with prayer. We are not capable of doing everything that we're being asked to do in our own strength. And of course, some of the things we just have to let go. But the things that are most important that we do need to accomplish, we need the Holy Spirit's help with the energy and the wisdom to know what not to do and how to get our kids on track with their homeschooling. We need the Holy Spirit. And so I advise you to start that process with prayer. Next, I would have you turn first to your calendar. If your spouse and your older kids don't use a calendar that is a joint family calendar so that you don't know what their work schedules are, if you have teens like I do, you don't know what their class schedule is, if they're taking uh, classes off-site that don't involve you or sports practices or those kinds of things, and you need to talk with your spouse about what his work schedule is or other commitments, then I would advise you to do that if possible, um, before you begin your planning process so that you don't have to be at the cafe and then calling everyone to try to figure out what their schedules are. So you want to start with your calendar. And I advise you, I have started to do this after reading Demir's book. I have started putting in driving tasks on my calendar, or I should call them events. So if I know that I am going out to my friends to scrapbook, I know it takes me 15 minutes to get there. I am blocking that time out on my calendar. Why would I take the time to do that? I know it takes me 15 minutes to get out to my friend's house. But 
if I don't block that time out, I'm going to tell myself I have more free time than I actually have. So if you have a sports practice, go ahead and put the driving time as an event in your calendar. And we'll talk about which type of calendar you can use as we go on. But if you are using a Google Calendar, you're using an agenda, then you want to block off that time for driving as well, that you cannot be doing other tasks. So um, we want to um, look at our calendar with an eye toward what tasks are associated with the events that are in my calendar. So I have a bridal shower coming up on Saturday. I already have my driving time blocked out, but I know that I need to not only have gifts and a card for that bridal shower, but I need to make sure that those gifts are wrapped. And so because I have that, I would add those tasks. I already have the gifts purchased, but I do need to add to my list. I have to wrap that gift and I have to have a card for her. So I'm ready to go. When you're looking at your calendar, you want to think very broadly about what kinds of things do you have to do in addition to the events that are listed on your calendar. After you have reviewed your calendar, next you want to look at your email. If you are someone who does not have inbox zero, and I talk about that in my book, A Year of Living Productively, if you have lots and lots of emails still in your inbox, you're going to want to review those for urgent tasks that have to be done within the upcoming week. So don't worry about trying to clear out all of that email or review weeks and weeks and weeks of emails. You're specifically looking in your inbox for things that need to be done this week, not preferably done, but they must be done this week. Then you want to scan your snail mail. So hopefully you have somewhere where you are keeping the mail that arrives the old fashioned way through the postal service. And so you might find things like I have in my regular mail, things like invitations. And if you haven't already put the relevant information, like I mentioned, I have a shower. And so I would wanna make sure that I have the address, the times uh, for that. And if let's say I didn't have the shower gift already purchased, I would want to make a note that I need to purchase a gift and this is where she is registered. Okay, and then if you have any bills that are in your snail mail that need to be paid and you don't have a regular time that you do bills, you don't have your bill paying automated, then you would want to mark that down as a task to complete. But I would not recommend stopping to do any of the tasks during your weekly planning. We want to plan first and then act later. And then uh, you might have some sales. You might get uh, a coupon that you need to use by a certain date. And so if that is the case and it's something that you really need to purchase and want to purchase, then you could mark that down as well. You could even add it to your calendar that you want to use it by such and such of a date. Okay, next, we wanna check our messages. So our phone messages, if you still have a home phone and you have messages there, 
you want to check them. And you might not have to listen to the messages again. You will just hear, oh, that's right. Uh, the neighbor asked me where I purchased this awning that we just had installed. And so I need to give her a call and tell her where I got that or text her. So you're going to review your phone messages on your smartphone, on your home phone. You're going to look at your direct messages. So often we get a direct message on a social media platform, and we think we will remember <laughs> to respond to whatever that message was about, and we forget. It could be as simple as I need to respond to her, or it could be, oh, yeah, she asked me if I could uh, play tennis for her. I just have a, a message about that. She asked me if I could play tennis for her on Wednesday. So I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to add that to my calendar. And if you have any other social media apps where you get messages or reminders of things that you need to do, you want to review those at this point. Okay, next, you want to look in your purse. Sometimes we put receipts in our purse, and then we decide after we get home with our purchase that we want or need to return it. And so going through our purse and pulling out those receipts, getting rid of any that we don't need, and then keeping those that we do need because we need to make a return will go on your task list. I need to make a return. You might also get a business card from someone or a note from someone that you promised a response to. You promised that you would get in touch with them. That would go on your task list as well. So let's talk about task list. I have a weekly planning page that is a part of the Organized Homeschool Life Planner that gives you a prompt for each of these areas that I just went over with you. It has a space, a little icon to remind you to check your calendar, your email, your messages, your purse, and then finally it has lines where you can list these things that need to be done on your task list below. So that is the task list for the week. But you might already have a task list of another sort, a paper task list, or you're using a digital to-do list app, and you're going to want to review those now. And that could be the most anxiety provoking, <laughs> uh, but you want to look at those tasks with an eye for one thing only, and that is anything that must be done this week. Everything else should be dismissed for now. Uh, we're going to focus on just those must-dos for this week. So add those to a special list. So hopefully you now have a weekly list and then you have called from another task list just those items. Even if you star those items, those are the things that you're going to accomplish this week. Next, this is what Demir recommends that it finally clicked for me. I read The One Thing by Gary Keller a number of years ago. I love the book. And the question that Gary has us ask ourselves is, what is one thing we could do that would make everything else easier or unnecessary? And that was really a struggle for me, especially because I thought he was asking me, out of, out of all the tasks that I've added to my weekly list now, which of those could I do that would make everything else easier or unnecessary? And my answer was usually uh, none. <laughs> none. Uh, I can do one of those tasks and I'm still going to have to do all those other tasks. And there are 
really going to be just as hard. And so it wasn't until I read Demir's book, Winning the Week, that I understood what was meant by that question. Gary isn't asking us which of those tasks on our list would make it easier to do all those things were unnecessary. He's asking us even to think about something completely different. And so Demir gives this fantastic example in his book. He talks about a mom who was just so stressed out and overwhelmed. She had lots of responsibilities taking her son home from sports practice and, um, you know, homeschooling moms too have all kinds of practices and activities that were driving kids to and from. And in working with Tamir, she realized that she could have her nephew stay at school longer while her son was in sports practice and she could pay her nephew to drive her son home from practice, freeing up an incredible amount of time, which would make her life easier. (laughs) And what I really love about that whole concept is that if we do this on a weekly basis, we ask ourselves, what could I do that could make life easier, would eliminate things that I have to do or make them faster, quicker to do, or give them to someone else, you could see how over time, week after week after week, your life would continue to improve. So love, love, love that. And so I encourage you to choose a leveraged task every single week. What could I do to make my life easier? I'm going to give you some other examples as you consider your own. So ordering groceries to be delivered to my house made my life easier. I paid my daughter to do my son's um, science lab with him. Made my life easier. (laughs) I didn't have to take my son to a class. I didn't have to actually do the labs with him. Um, I think my son enjoyed it. And so my life was easier. That was my leverage task. Next, Choose one goal for the week. Maybe your leverage task and getting that going is going to be your one goal for the week. And there is nothing wrong with that. But if you had to choose one of all the tasks that you've written out now for the week, that you could look back on the week and say, well, I got that done. So it's a win from that standpoint. That one task that would make me feel like, okay, I got something accomplished this week. That is going to be your goal for the week. Perhaps you do have a long-term goal that you're working on and you want to choose it just to say, I'm going to continue to make progress on that. And that would be fine also to choose as a weekly goal. On the weekly planning page in the Organized Homeschool Life is a place for you to put your goal for the week, but you could also use that space to indicate your leveraged task. Now it is time to plan time for these must-do tasks for the week. If you have the Organized Homeschool Life Planner, you can choose the daily pages and date them for the five to seven days of the upcoming week, and then put your key tasks that you're planning to accomplish on each of the days of the week that way. If you choose to use that method, I would suggest listing no more than three tasks per day to leave room 
for a test that will inevitably pop up. And you're going to be able to plan in more detail each day of the week. The other way, though, to plan your weekly tasks is with a calendar or an agenda. You'll be able to see visually that you're not going to have time to do math on this coming Friday because you have a co-op meeting and then you have a park day planned with friends after that. So there's no use trying to plan to get caught up on math on Friday. Instead, you're going to have to put it on a day that you're going to be home. Schedule your tasks with as much detail as you like. You can use morning, afternoon, and evening in your daily planning page with the Organized Homeschool Life Planner, or you can use Google Calendar or a paper hourly agenda so you can specify the exact time that you're going to do these tasks. But be sure in your planning that you leave time for what I call walk-in tasks. I think of my tasks a lot like uh, as if I were a hairdresser and I have appointments scheduled and I have a fairly full day planned, but I always want to leave time for someone who walks in and is hoping to get an appointment. We have walk-in tasks all the time. And so what I like to do is leave an hour toward the end of my day before I start dinner as my walk-in task time. Whatever works best for you Uh, is fine, but I would make sure that I have some flexibility. Demir advises us to plan our goal-related tasks early in the week so we have a better chance of accomplishing them by the end of the week. What I like to do is leave Friday as a spillover day. I have some easy tasks planned for that day, but if I didn't get to the more important work at the beginning of the week, I do have some flexible time to use to accomplish those. If you are ready for more advanced weekly planning, you can plan your leisure activities too. Perhaps you've been talking about having dinner with friends and you just never get around to it. Put it on the calendar. Contact them and find a good day and time, even if you have to schedule it more than a week ahead. Plan a game night and put it on the calendar and use it as a commitment. Put a hike on your schedule and it will be a lot more likely to happen for you. Now, when you have your next weekly planning session, and by the way, I am choosing to do my planning sessions on Saturday mornings. That feels like a great leisurely time for me to do that, but many people choose to do their weekly planning on Friday afternoons, Friday evenings. It is up to you, but when you're having your next planning session, ask yourself what went well during the week. Give yourself credit for it. Don't just focus on what didn't go according to plan, but be very, very positive about what you did according to plan, and then give thanks to God for helping you make that happen. Of course, we do want to think about, process what didn't go as well so that we might use another leveraged task to help us improve in the upcoming week. With proper planning, you can have less anxiety, more motivation, and a happier homeschool. If you would like to use the Organized Homeschool Life Planner as a part of your weekly planning process, you can find it at funtolearnbooks.com or you can find it in the show notes 
at homeschoolsanity.com slash win the week. Thanks again to CTC Math for sponsoring the podcast. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me on the journey to homeschool sanity. I would love to continue the conversation. You can find me on social media at homeschool sanity. And if you haven't heard it lately, let me remind you, you're doing a great job. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.